We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Season show. Uh, we're back. I feel, I feel good. I feel good. I've been I've been waiting for this for so long. I know that sounds weird, but I just didn't feel good all season about the team. I had to keep the possibility that they could do something that made no sense and make a run, you know? Just because it's Steph. It's Draymond. It's like they've done it before, but like nothing about this year made me think I was seeing signs of a real team. And I wanted to get into a bunch of this offseason stuff, but I was like, nah, what is what is the fucking point on February 23rd to talk about it? Right. Like, let's see what they can do. And then we'll go to now we can do it. The postmortem is here. It is officially time. Hopefully they can be serious next year, which is really the only goal I have. Just please be serious again. Yeah, I don't even care if you win. Just be serious. Hey, before we dive into the fun stuff, um, one, two, I, I know I ended the last show uh, saying this, but people don't usually make it hour and a half into the show. So we'll start the show off with uh, subscribe, rate five stars, click download, all that fun stuff. Uh, we've got a new sponsorship, new collab, new shirts. With free bread, our guy A Lau, check it out on the on the um, on the podcast link. Um, you can find us wherever. And uh, yeah, man, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun off season. It's gonna be a weird off season. Friend of the show, the friend of the show really kills me. Um, I, I, it's it's really one of the uh, it's like our tagline at this point. And uh, I didn't come up with that uh, shirt, but it's so freaking cool. Uh, it's so freaking cool. Yeah, we, we gotta give free bread. Shout out for being the sponsor here. These shirts are a limited order. You have maybe another week to to put an order, and then they go out for shipping after that. So if you oh. want to support, appreciate it. You know, Free Bread and its initiatives are always looking for ways to give back to younger generation and futures leaders. A portion of all proceeds will be donated to furthering youth education in the Bay Area and beyond. We're not making money off of this. These are printed locally. They're printed... Um, on you know local labor and everything we make off of it's going to go back to charity causes so by all means if you want to support we appreciate it if it's a little too steep for you we appreciate you listening too. no judgment but anyway 
Just want to shout that out there. Shout out free bread. So I think my favorite part of when a season ends, um, I don't want to say favorite part, but like a lot of people write pieces telling you stuff they've been holding on to for a while. Right. And so I don't want to get into any specific ones, but all of them had a specific tone. A lot of commentary about how the season never really got going because of the punch. The punch, wherever you land on it, basically encapsulated the idea that the two-timeline plan, it, it doesn't work like that. You don't get your cake. You don't get the cake and eat it too. You know, you either are in or you're playing for the future, but you can't do two things at one time. Too many competing agendas, you know? I don't think it's a new thing in the NBA. It's a disease of more. It's the thing that's happened for eternity in the NBA. You win a title. Someone who's a third option feels like it's time for them to be the second option. Someone who's a bench player thinks it's their time to be a star. Someone who maybe played poorly thinks they still got it because he got bailed out. That sort of stuff. Disease of more happens. So I, I think the most important thing going into the offseason is how do you get beyond this? Because we know Steph is still that dude. Um, this roster doesn't work, but I, I think I speak for both of us when I say the door is not shut. There's just work to do to get back to where you need to get to. I also don't know what the right move is, right? I, I think, you know, a lot of times the right move is just getting Kevin Durant cool. And you come off of Harrison Barnes. <laughs> it's like, pretty easy, pretty easy. That's the right that move, right? Yeah, it's, it did, don't need forward. to be a genius to see that one. No, no. And, and I'm watching the Philadelphia Sixers choke away a 3-2 lead. And you're, you're saying to yourself, well, the right move was, was – Game James. Shout yeah, out Big Game Joel. I mean, both those guys might be the same kindred spirits, dude. They are both awful in big games. But, like, the right move, I think, at the time, you can argue was keeping Jimmy Butler, right? I, I think mm -hmm. you knew right then and there. It's like, you need to keep this guy. This is a guy that you probably want to build your team around in terms of leadership. And I think my point is, I don't know what the right move for the Warriors is. You can argue that it's getting rid of Jordan Poole, but you can argue it's also keeping Jordan Poole. You can argue it's trading Draymond Green or letting him walk, but you can also argue it's keeping him. You can argue it's keeping Jonathan Kaminga, or you can argue it's trading him. I think you can say all those things, and I would, I would say to you, like, you might be right. I don't actually have a strong feeling one way or another outside of, yeah, just Steph has to be back. I think that's where I land, Sam. Like, Steph obviously has to be on the team. Other than that, you can argue any which way to me, and I, I, I don't think I'd fight you on it. I, I have, like, what I think is the best option, but, like, dude, if you tell me you want Clay out of here, like, I wouldn't be – like, I, I wouldn't want that, but I think you can make a good point about it. That's why this offseason is so huge. It really is because um, Steph's 35 – he looks as good as ever, um, but be a realist about it. I think he can probably push the limits and maybe play at this level for four or five more years, which would be absurd. But you can't operate with the idea that you have a five-year window. You kind of have to operate that it's now. You know, you can't you can't just assume Steph's going to be Tom Brady, even if you think he might be Tom Brady. Like, right? or you could do you could do the LeBron right. Like in three years, LeBron is still in spurts, LeBron, but. Look at how he has to just relax through a conference semifinals. Like through four games, he Taking has to his spots. Kind of chill. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's going to be Steph in three years. So 
I on a high level, I agree with you. I think the only thing that's off the table is moving Steph Curry. Shocker, you know, like could you convince me that moving off of Clay, keeping Pool, letting him start, and um getting whatever you can depth wise around Clay yeah. is the move? I could it, it could potentially work. You could also convince me moving pool is the move. You could also right. convince me moving both of them is the move, you know? Right. And I'm like, I don't right. want to focus on that. But like the reality is $43 million to clay next year, 28 to pool. That's 70 plus million dollars to a shooting guard. But no one needs $70 million to shoot. Well, guard. what production did the Warriors get? If they got 40 million of production right. in the in the second round, the Warriors would have won. They got how how many mils of production do you think they got in the second round of, of those two guys? Four, Maybe like four, four to four? six. Yeah, it's uh. What I was gonna say is they shot a combined thirty-seven percent for the entire playoffs. Thirty-two from three. Wow. Pool didn't shoot the ball well. Clay didn't shoot the ball well outside of like three games. They played thirteen games and Clay was poor just as much. They they have a lot of work to do. And I kind of I I threw this question out on Twitter because I was thinking about it a little bit, and so might as well talk about it on the pod here. Do the Warriors need to make the big move or the little move? So the big move is we're going to bring in a star caliber player. Doesn't need to be a superstar. Doesn't need to become Durant. But like a guy who's been an all-star outside of the Warriors ecosystem. Someone we, someone who has some level of name cachet. Or do they need to make the little move, which is we got, you know, look, this bench didn't work. We need to fix that and everything will come into line if we have a new auto porter and that sort of thing. They've responded to disappointing seasons both ways. In 2016, they're like, Kevin Durant? Sounds cool to me. Uh, And in 2021, when they lost the plan, they didn't do that. They were like, we kind of like what we have cooking. We just need to get a couple veterans to complete this thing and we take our chances. So where do you land on this? Both won the championship, by the way. And and that's why my answer is going to be I think it depends on what the moves are, because mm-hmm. here's that here's the since since because the take for me is that I think it depends what the moves are was which is an interesting but I do think what's interesting is if they make a big move it they need it they do need to realize they need to find someone that fits the style of play that they have and I think there are lessons learned for guys like James Wiseman and even Jonathan Kaminga on a lesser level so for example if they want to look at Joel Embiid. I just, it might not be, and again, it just outside of the fact that it's not going to happen, but that's just it's not a guy that fits the Warriors, right? So I think if you're looking at a bit big move, you can't just do a big move just to do a big move. Um, my heart of heart, Sam, tells me that is keeping Draymond Clay, trading Jordan Poole, keeping Kaminga, and then adding a bunch of vets. Is that, are, is that considered a big move, a small move, or is that in the middle? I feel like that's in the middle. I feel like that's the best path forward. My only so yeah, it's probably in the middle to be to be because I feel like that one's in the middle, right? That one's kind of not. It's not small, but it's not big. They probably get. I, back I guess like it depends the, who you get back. Like if you trade um, Jordan Poole to Orlando, which is like the obvious. The, the yeah, obvious because it's it's known they liked him. So like maybe you get back a Markel Fultz or Jonathan Isaac, talented players, but they'll never be stars, right? They're just 
good role players, right? Like, is that? I think I would. I think I think that would be the best path forward. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, I think that you create a team that has a lot more depth, more defense, less. I think less variance. Like, you're not like you're not getting more shooting or anything like that. Like, I don't want to get yeah, in the nitty gritty Fultz, of that particular Fultz, trade. Fultz but, isn't yeah. Fultz isn't going to score forty, but he also probably doesn't have the lows. That Jordan Poole like is it, either. It's it's a it's a Sean Livingston type, like a, to a lesser level, an Andre Iguodala type of player. Um, yeah, it, it fits the Warriors, but maybe not this hot ceiling. Anyway, I, I think that would be the best path. I don't know. What do you think? What would be your answer? So here's here's my number one concern. They won the title in 2022, and they really didn't have a second option. Uh, you could con- so I think they had three number threes. If we're being honest, they had. All right, Steph, Steph, he's, you know, goat, whatever. Like he, this playoffs, he averaged 31 and people want to, you know, whatever. He, 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 he's on a, he's on the short list of guys who could be the first option on a team. Um, okay. Clay Thompson was inconsistent in the playoffs, but he's still Clay. He can still go for whatever at any time, but he wasn't consistent. Jordan Poole is probably their best offensive player outside of Steph in the 2022 playoffs. But he comes with other limitations. There were games where he didn't play more than 18 minutes or 20 minutes right. because right. you can't right. trust him. But at the same time, he had games where he went like 32-8-8 eight and eight against Memphis. They don't win Memphis game one without Jordan Poole. Like, he did have that. And then Wiggins was probably the best of the three, but he's also the lowest variance on offense. Like, he's not explosive. He just does more things. He's the best defender of the bunch. He affects the game in different ways. And so what they really had was Steph and three guys who are getting you between 15 to 20 on any given night. It was one of their nights every time. Like some nights it was Wiggins game 27. Some nights it was clay. Some nights it was pool, but they could, they could manufacture a second option that way. Right. So my concern with trading pool is you're just making your offense even worse. And I think the offense is the bigger issue than the defense versus the Lakers. Um, so, so that, that's like really my question. I don't, I don't know. They got they got open looks. They couldn't defend these guys though. It, it felt like every game was kind of like a, and maybe that's a Draymond problem. That might not even be a pool problem. Now I think the pool problem is you can't play Steph and Pool at the same time. Like if you can just play Jordan Pool, just Jordan Pool, and you can surround him with defenders like what the Warriors have done with Steph. Like I think you can get away with that. But the problem is you have Steph, right? Um, you didn't think offense was the issue versus the Lakers? I mean, it was. It was. But I was – they had so many open shots. They just I think, missed them. Yeah. And I think I, part of them missing them is they were worn down, I guess, one in the sack series. And they were also worn down going up against AD and LeBron. And just guys having to defend fair. ISOs, ISOs, pick and rows. And I think part of that is – and then you see in the last couple of games, I mean, Clay was missing, but Steph was too. I mean, Steph's legs were completely gone. Part of that is he was carrying the guys. But I don't know. I, I, I think – I would like to see them shift back towards the Warriors version of let's get a bunch of wings that can defend versus so yeah. often this season we saw them play Steph, Poole, Dante. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what is that? Right? Those are like half – is that half a defender out of three guards? <laughs> like, it's, it's, just, it's just hard when you've got – you're playing three, four-guard lineups. It's not, it's not the way the Warriors have won. And, and yeah, that, and that's the other thing. They're like, you know, you know how you get worn down having to play undersized all game, yeah. every game. Like you eventually run out of things. So I agree with you. They need more wings. Awesome. Throws out. I'm pro big move. 
don't think 2022 is replicable. Mm. No rings are on the same. You can learn lessons, but clay not being clay need change. Nuggets are coming. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it depends who's available. Let me, let me ask you this, Andy, if you could get a Pascal Siakam or a Carl Anthony towns, how do you feel about either of those two? I was waiting for you to finally bring some names to the table from Sam. Sorsen. Because I, I, I'm just like, here's the thing. Giannis Embiid. I, I love the photoshops, but they're not, they're not moving. You know, it's not happening. You also, can hold on. It's a lot better than the other. Yeah, sure. One, one, but, the, one. but neither of them are moving. Yeah, it's, yeah, it seems yeah. unlikely. I think Embiid maybe in a year and change if Philly keeps going sideways. But you don't think you don't think Giannis in a year in, in a couple of years too. You don't think Giannis the way maybe, that they, but, they don't but, even have a coach. Yeah. But this summer, no. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like my bigger thing. I like if you want to hold on to all your chips because Giannis might ask out in twenty twenty four. Sure, but not helping you right now. You know. Um. So you so, so, Siakam so, and Cat, you think are real options, like real? Well, okay. As of today, Siakam's lame duck. So he either mm-hmm. signs an extension, or Toronto has to deal with the fact that he'll walk in free agency in twelve months. Um. And all the reporting, Mark Stein said it. Other people said it has suggested is very much on the table. I don't know if he wants to stay in Toronto. I don't know if Toronto is like interested in keeping the whole thing together. We thought they were going to trade him at the deadline. Didn't happen. So I think that's on the table. And then Towns, everyone's kind of aware of the the Gobert cat thing. Isn't really a long term thing. I think they traded for Gobert, thinking they could just move cat yeah. and like yeah. recoup what they traded. Yeah. And so I don't know if he gets moved, but like those are the type of guys who are more realistic than like you know, Giannis or Embiid. So, right? those, so those are the two big moves you're saying, but you're, you're saying those would be considered. Off top, my, off top of my head, those are the type of move, big moves that could potentially be available. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So everyone likes Pascal Siakam, so I'm not even going to really talk about him. Maybe, maybe you can, but guys, I would do Car Anthony Towns in a second. Oh, that, that sounds weird. I would trade for Car Anthony Towns in a second. <laughs> in a second. Give me the low voice, low pitched Car Anthony Towns in a second. The Warriors train for Car Towns. Assume it's a poo platter, right? I don't even know why Minnesota would do it, but it's Minnesota. You give them Kaminga back, right? They, they traded him away. <laughs> you give them D'Lo back in the, in, the, in the form of Jordan Poole, and then you give them a bunch of picks. Um, whatever. 
Um, Carl Anthony Towns is not a leader, right? He's not a first option. Hell, he might not even be a second option. But I, what I watch with him, though, I know he's an elite talent guy. He, he's kind of like an Andrew Wiggins. He's an elite, and, and I would argue he might even be more talented. Uh, seven feet tall, right? Just a great, great shooter. I don't know about greatest big man shooter of all time, but dude shoots 40% on volume from three. You can argue he fouls too much. You can argue he's he's kind of soft. You know, Jimmy Butler didn't like him. I get all the warts, but if you put him next to Draymond Green and you can play Towns at the four, and not asking him to be the small, you're not asking him to be the five, right? You're not moving Draymond Green away. You put him at the four, you get a score, you get a guy next to, to Steph who can pick and pop. I mean, that's Easily, isn't that easily your second score? Like the, the guy would average 28 points <laughs> next to Steph pretty easily. Um, and then defensively, you would hope to mask some of those concerns with with Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, some of those vets around him. I, I, I would do that move in a second, Sam. I just I just don't know why Minnesota would do it, but that's a big move that I would do. And I, I feel like Lacob, who loves big moves, I feel like he'd do that too if that were on the table. What do you think? I Draymond think so. might be but yeah, well, that's that's the interesting part. Does we're gonna have to hear this? Oh, which is not my favorite thing. Oh my! That's what movies is made of. This is what movies. This is, is what movies is made of. Four months away, I come back two free throws. Don't worry about it. I got that. Don't worry about it. It's crazy. so cringe. Oh, so oh, I can't listen to it without without just cringing. It's so bad, but then I then I watch him play basketball and I see forty uh, percent on eight plus threes a game. And like, let's be honest, he can score on anyone in the post too. Like, he his skill level is absurd, absurd. Uh, and he can pass. He can play in the Warriors system. Like, I'm to be honest with you, I'm surprised. Uh, his career never took off the way I thought it would because he's, he's like ridiculously talented and like, there's not much he can't do on the court. Right? Well, I think he's got the Andrew Wiggins thing on him, right. Where, where people would say Andrew Wiggins was soft and he's just not a first option. Wiggins not, isn't a first option either. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, same with, no, he's I a third, maybe, fourth option. And so. I think towns is not a third, fourth, but I think mentally, I think towns is probably a third, fourth option, right? Like he's, he's just not, ever going to be that guy is he willing to accept i mean you do bring the wiggins point makes sense to me because it's it's same team and you wonder god how why would minnesota trade the warriors did they really want to watch the warriors win with their future plus the guy who they passed on in the draft like think about that they passed on stuff twice and then they they drafted Wiggins and Cat back to back number ones. They really get into the Warriors and all. I don't know. Maybe it's a little too pie in the sky. It's pretty but. funny. I, I, it's pretty <laughs> funny. I, that because you if you could say I don't know how the money works. I, I don't even know that. Which is why I, could, I was I was fascinated you bringing this up. But you telling me you can put Draymond next to Carnthony Towns? That's I mean that, that that that's a good. That's a very very solid. Like defensive pairing, same with Looney. If you could put Looney next to him, right? Because it just makes life easier. You're not, you're not doing the Rudy Gobert thing where Gobert has to play like 40 minutes a game, and it just doesn't work. Um, yeah, I mean to pull that trade off, like let's let's be honest, it's going to cost you Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kuminga, probably Moses Moody as well, and mm-hmm. at least three. 
first round picks, probably. Like you're you're kind of you're kind of you're going all in, in in some capacity. And like when I say three picks, I mean like you know, 2023, which you can trade draft night, 2026 and 2028, you know, stuff when Steph is 38, 40 years old. Like that's not a limited amount of inventory you're trading that way. And then you're way over the cap. And I will say, you know, you can you could probably puts a little pressure on clay to sign a discount or they let him walk perhaps, but you know, that's, that's deal with that in 12 months. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, something like that means you're trading pieces. You're trading picks that will be conveyed when Steph is no longer on the warriors yeah. in all likelihood. Yeah. So you're running the risk that, you know, if, when that stuff conveys, you might be sending a lottery pick and it might suck, you know? Yeah, I don't care <laughs> because I, I would argue that that pumps your chances of winning a championship from, you know, next season, what, 12% to 21%, whatever, arbitrary percentages, but it'd be a nice large bump if you can get a guy. And we're just talking about current towns, but let's just throw other names out there. Pascal Siakam's out there. Guys in the – people in the chat is throwing out Christos Porzingis. I've gotten a few texts about that. I don't know why Porzingis is a name. Kyle Kuzma is a name that's thrown out there. Like, again, I don't know what any of these are possible. So, so Porzingis yeah. and Kuzma are much harder because they're free agents. So it's a sign-in tra- – the Warriors can't really do sign-in trades because the this OG isn't even a new CBA. OG is another one. OG is another one. OG is a real one. Yeah, so let's, yeah. let's talk the, let's talk the Toronto Turner. ones. Let me paint the yeah. picture. The yep. Toronto ones, let it. I don't know how much they're going to cost, but both those dudes have not signed an extension. And if you want to trade for them, you're praying that they don't sign an extension. You know, so because the closer they get to lame duck status, the more someone like Messiah Jiri's got to be like, all right, man, I got to get something. I can't, I can't, I can't sit waiting for four picks uh, when this guy can walk in free agency in five months. You know that type of stuff. So. That's kind of that's kind of the thing. I, I, it'd be interesting to see how the plays out. I do, I do think the Warriors would kick the tires on all those guys. We know they kicked the tires at the deadline on some of those guys. Real shocker. Uh, the OG one was a real shocker to me. I, I mean, I get why they did it, but like it kind of came out of nowhere. No, did you, did you think? Like, who would you? I mean, I get I get why have? they like them. It's just that yeah. they're so quiet. You know what I mean? Like they don't let people know that they. We're having good. those conversations. Yeah, it's ultimately good. You know, shout out Bob. Would you rather have OG or Pasco Siakam given relative same packages? Siakam. OG is a high-level role player. I right. think they need a shot creator more than they need a shooter. OG's higher floor, worse ceiling Wiggins. You know what I'm saying? Like similar type of player. Uh, really great is. defender. Re- really is the same, similar to yeah. I don't think he. I don't think as high as his high as Wiggins. Yeah, you know? worse shooter. much worse shooter. Yeah, but yeah, um, but shooter. but you know, can really defend, can really fill fill a stat sheet, and just, you know, not a not a shot creator. That's his. No, it is what it is. He doesn't. Have, he doesn't have the handle. Same way Wiggins no. and Clay don't. It's not yeah. their role. Um, oh my god, a Clay, a Clay Wiggins OG, just three guys just standing bro, around. St- the, oh my god. Our guy, our guy Jim Park's gonna be screaming for pick and rolls every time he sees them making decisions. By the way, yeah. I would love that. I would love <laughs> that. 
move. I would love that lineup because you're just putting elite defenders next to Steph. I'm all in on that. Um, but I get why Pascal Siakam is the, is the better fit. I mean, he, he's a guy that can actually score 28 points in a playoff game. I mean, he's the perfect pick and roll partner for Steph. He's up there. Like he can he can make the second read. He can he can create. I love the idea of him and Draymond in a four or five situation. Neither of them are centers. They can both switch everything. They're both excellent defenders. Um, I I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of his game. A little you know, he can get a little mid range happy. No one you know lo- Shoots loves a lot. Like, Shoot some bad shots. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but the it's hard to find six nine guys with that kind of ability to create their own shot and create for others. So I'm with you. And I, I'm with you. And, and I think he's, you know, it's the right kind of small ball four or five that the Warriors like to play with. So, and I also think the thing about someone like him is he's 29 years old. He's going to be 30 years old. That is the perfect type yeah. of mentality for these players. Pascal Siakam knows he's not going to be a number one ever. Uh, he won a championship as the number two, maybe even the number he three. He even tried, actually. The, if, in some ways, the he last did. few years, he's been a number one. He, he knows He knows what it is. They, they play. And it's not good for him. And it's not good for him, right? It's not, He's not a winner as a number one. And and I think like a lot of players, humans, have to understand and get humbled that way. I mean, you, we saw that with Andrew Wiggins. And yeah. I think Pascal would be a perfect fit with this team where he's going to say, I know the pecking order. Like, I know I'd be the number two option. I, I know I'd get my shots. I know defensively. I know what it takes to win. Um, he's, he's already been champ. He was a champion as a third option. He got a chance to be a first option. Realizing like he's best as a second, third option on a real contender, which is way beyond the worst. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a no brainer because it's a, it's a, it really it's is. a, it's a basketball fit and a culture a, fit. Like he's at really the right is. age, right state of his career, and probably is an acceptance with it. And to your point on Carl Anthony Towns, I, I always forget he's kind of, he's 27. He's it's sneakily. He's also there too. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of right around that time. Right. I think so, he's getting there. I think he's getting there. Yeah. I, I, he's getting, he's probably getting to the point here. That, Zuby that. Uh, brings up the question. Dubs need juice in the front court. Can't go to war in the playoffs. The two non-scoring. Th- yeah. That's, Facts. I mean, Siakam, a three man rotation of Draymond Siakam and Looney. I I can live with that. You got one scorer. You got you got like Draymond who does everything, and then Looney's kind of a rebounding machine goon. So like you can rotate it, so you always got offense and defense together there, and you're not actually giving up too much size when you do that either. So I would, I, I guess the the thing concerning is why would Toronto do it? And, and then you kind of address it in the beginning, right? It's just how long is he going to be a Raptor? Um, and, and and that's like, I would say this to people who want to email us and talk about this stuff. Look at teams who are moving in a different direction than the Warriors because that's where the trade's coming. Like, like, like I said, like the Embiid type stuff, it's, it's not going to happen. The, you know, Toronto might be pivoting towards a different direction, potentially realistic. You, you never know, but potentially, right? Which is why they tried to get Ananobi. I wonder why they didn't try to get Pascal. I guess Masai was still all in. Toronto was still all in, which is fool's gold. Dude. Just what a joke. What a season. Um, I mean, here we go. Here we go. Oh. And, the, and it's been said, um, there's been rumors about Siakam and OG in trades for 18 months now. 
Masai's been doing that thing where he like, uh, you know, half in, half out, like, you know, trying to like play the mind games, but like clearly he hasn't gotten an offer that's worth his while. You, you know, we didn't talk about the bigger issue, not the bigger yep. issue, but the other thing, which is Bob Myers. That's the other big issue that the Warriors have to tackle this offseason. Um, reports are suggesting he's going to take some time. He's not actually doing media day tomorrow because he's at the combine. He's doing his media day in a week. Um, what are your thoughts on Bob Myers? Do you, l- l- Let me restate this. Do you think it matters if he returns? Oh, that is the right question. That that is the right question because how much I don't and I don't think anybody knows how much power did, did Bob Myers have at the end of his tenure with the Warriors. Um, a lot of the Joe Lacob, um, a lot of the PR right now is saying Joe Lacob has made him multiple contract offers. He's willing to pay him the money. I don't know if money is the issue. And I actually don't think money is the issue at all. I think with Bob Myers, it's it's one. Do I get to do my job the way I want to do my job? Um, do I get to do I get to trade Kuminga if I have to? And, and is that my decision, or, or do I have to beg Joe Lacob to make that happen in a trade for Pasco Siakam? And then number two, I think he's just tired, right? He seems tired. He always sounds tired. I mean, he always sounds like he's crying. Maybe he just doesn't want to work. Like, would it? Would it? Like, I don't think he. I don't. I don't think if he doesn't come back that he's gonna get a job somewhere else. He might just sit in a beach in Bali next to me for a year or two. That's, that's why? Nice. It's, it does. I mean, he's made a lot more money than I have in his career. Like, why does he have to work? Um, and maybe that's. I mean, to your point, do you think like? Like how much power did he have by the end of his tenure? And did he even make the right moves this season? Like, did should he shouldn't he have signed a big to get guys more legs? Shouldn't like should he have done a better job? I mean, you can make those arguments. He, just just him coming back doesn't solve everything. I think it's under or it's overstated how little power he has. Um, oh. mm. Mm. I agree with you. My over. Th- the impression I get is he's he's just burnt out. And look, man, he's been very successful. He might go to the Hall of Fame if he never works again as a GM. He's, you know, like nothing negative to say there, but like, you know, humans get burnt out. You and I have both got burnt out at work. Like it's not a, I would never think anything of it. I, I do wonder if, um, you know, if, if, if a change of voice for the Warriors wouldn't be the best thing in the world sometimes, but also like the dynamics, like I guess if your question is like, did Joe make it too hard on him and he didn't have a voice, you think that's changing in Phoenix or, or the Clippers? You think Steve Ballmer right. doesn't get involved? Steve Ballmer overruled basketball ops and made them sign Russell Westbrook because the players asked him. Like everyone. You think you think basketball ops wanted Westbrook? No, that was Paul George saying get him. You think Matt Ishbia? Are you watching what he's doing in Phoenix? That dude's like on the the the, like that's all owners, you know. The the thing that makes Bob an amazing GM is he's proven he can manage up. Yeah, he can he can deal with uh, a very demanding, opinionated owner. 
and move them in a good direction. That's just, that's life, you know, like, I'm sorry. Like, which is probably why Steph, I mean, he's probably on the phone with Bob right now and saying like, Hey, like, just give me three more years, right? Just give me three more years. Let, let's let's try to make a run at one more title here. And and I think Steph is probably the because it's a dude. You've worked a long time. It's a unique skill set to be able to deal with very successful, opinionated, difficult people, and get everyone on the same page. And everyone Steve thinks Kerr, too. Every, yeah, everyone thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Steve thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Steve didn't want like half the things this team has done because that's just the way that coaches operate. You know, like he thinks he knows that he wouldn't be successful if he wasn't stubborn. Right. So it's, it's like one of those things. You're saying there's a lot more value to, to Bob outside of just, I see your point. Do you think he's, think he's two weeks from now, you think he's coming back? Bro, I'm, I'm a legit 50, 50. If you want me to make a guess, I'm going to say Yes. But I don't feel good about it. This isn't uh yeah, I don't feel good about it. And, like, and, and you think and you think it matters a lot more than I do, I, I think is your point. You, I don't know. It- Actually, I don't know. Honestly, I don't get the impression that anything's gonna change for the Warriors in the short term if he goes away. Like I don't mean that like in a negative way. I just I, I think look, they're not gonna go hire Daryl Morey. They're gonna promote Dunleavy. They're going to go, like, keep things churning internally. They probably should, if you're being honest about it. Like, you don't go make external hires unless it's clear what you have internally doesn't work. If you're if Steph is done, you make an external hire, right? But Yeah, exactly. Not, right, right, right. Or or if he's – yeah, exactly. If you start getting guys like Steph being like, I want out of here, that, that's when it's time to bring the voice from outside in to re- reshape yeah. everything. Yeah, get some hanging. Um, Sabo asks – Miles Turner or Maxi Kleber? I think Miles has uh, Miles' dog in the paint and Kleber, I don't know, but he fits the system. I mean, they both they both would <laughs> look, they're both totally better different. than anything totally the Warriors had coming off the bench this year. Right, 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 right. To- totally different players. So I mean, like Miles Turner yeah. would start and Maxi Kleber would be like a like a Bielitsa like auto. Eighth yeah. man type. Or auto, yeah, right. Um totally different. Somewhere, I, somewhere obviously, between. <laughs> Obviously, Miles Turner, I would much rather. I mean, he had, he had a really good year this year, Miles Turner. Another guy, you talked about Pascos Siakam in trade rumors the last 18 months. Uh, Miles Turner is someone that they extended him, but they extended – like they didn't give him like a long – it's like, oh, well, he's still going to be in trade rumors. Well, you're, you're, in col- you're in college when Miles Turner started the trade rumors. Like, high school even. How old, is <laughs> How old is Miles Turner? It feels like he's been in the league for 15 years. He's probably only like 28, right, if I, if I had to like guess really. He's 27, dude. It feels like he's been in the league for 10 years. Unbelievable. He's on the – him and John Collins have been in trade rumors for oh, like a my. decade. It's like those two. That's it. You know, John Collins is not good. So that that's something the Warriors should not do. But Miles Turner is a is a John, John Collins from the David Lee school of the highlights and stats are nice, but no. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Shout out, shout out, our guy Grant Liffin. Um, good, good luck over there, Grant. Good luck, good luck, bud. But yeah, I mean, so I, I think the way this thing plays out will be interesting. Like a. I don't know. Gun gun to my head, I think Bob comes back, and I don't think they make a big move. Mm. But you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised over anything. I I guess my question for you is: Do you is there anything you specifically want this team to do in the offseason? Okay, so there's there's 
they've got to figure out what the hell is going on with Clay Thompson because they can't move forward healthily, mentally healthy with Clay Thompson if he's going to he's got to figure out obviously the contract but two mentally who are you trying to beat are you just trying to chase you talked about this on the last podcast are you just trying to chase the 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 past are you just trying to uncle rico it or are you trying to sacrifice and and try to win a championship because this season felt a lot like i can still throw a pigskin a quarter mile i can still do it and clay you, you can you can at times Against the Detroit Pistons, against just, the Atlanta Hawks. Are we trying? Are, are you trying to win a championship or not? Or not? And, and I, I think lo- that's one of the biggest questions this offseason for them to figure out. Sorry. And I didn't love him basically telling everyone like, "I just want to get back to being an All Star." I, I I appreciate the sentiment, but you watch the Warriors play. It, it, he plays really selfish. He might be a 15-point-per-game guy on a winning team now, and that's valuable. That's hard to do. You cannot find that everywhere. But look, man, do you want to be the 14- to 15-point-per-guy who's a winning player, or do you want to be the 24, 25-point-per-guy who gets his stats but is a first-round exit? That's what he needs to figure out. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, he's always been a self, like selfish in a good and bad way, right? Like he's always been a, I'm going to chuck this shot coming off the screen with 21 seconds left. I mean, you watch him against OKC, 88% of those shots were freaking terrible shots, but he was just a much better player back then. He could make those shots. He had better legs. He was in better shape. He was better defensively. He was just a better player so that you can live with those shots. But, right, you got to, I don't know. That's a pretty big thing this offseason, man. What if, what if he just says, you know, want, I want that max or whatever. I just I want thirty million versus what? What do you think? What do you think is a, like a, a reasonable extension? Twenty five, like twenty five for for Clay across four years. I'll put it like this that. way: Andrew Wiggins signed a deal that's paying him twenty seven mm-hmm. to twenty eight a year. Wiggins' deal to me signals self awareness. He says. I'm a third option. I know I can guard anyone and I know I can score a little bit, but I don't want to be the man. And so he got paid appropriately like a third option at that high twenties number, right? Hmm. Clay, he's a third option. He's a very good third option. But if your team is paying clay $50 million, which is what first and second options get now, I don't know how you can build a real team around that. So, no, no, and they wouldn't do it. Yeah, I know that, but that's like my point. He's in the, um, I mean, Jordan. We can argue about his number, but Jordan is twenty-four years old. He gets a little bit of a bump because people potential. You know, he got uh, he got thirty a year, right? Like guys who are in that range where they can they can score, but you know they're not the man. That's kind of the range they're in, that 25 to 30 range. So that's probably where I think Clay lands. He's got one more year in his deal, but I think, you know, the leaks that he wants a max. Yeah, that, I don't that shout out, shout out to, Shout out to his agent, you know? Yeah, that doesn't matter to me. None of that matters. Like, talk, talk to me when it's actually signing time. What you want is never, never actually, you never actually get what you want. Um, 
Yeah, which is why you talked about Jordan Poole, that, that that thing, which is why people are like, oh, trade Clay. It's like, trade Clay, trade Clay where? <laughs> right. who, the fuck wants, who the fuck's trading for Clay? $30 million for Jordan Poole, like you said, 23-year-old, up-and-coming. For uh, you, you can easily his contract expires when he's twenty seven years old. Insane. Like you're getting all the the the, the upside years. You know? There is value to Jordan Poole. You can argue that Draymond ruined the season. It, it was a rough Warrior season. He's coming off the bench. He's starting. He's coming off the bench. He's starting. It's it's a shitty roster construction. Like you can, if you're Orlando, you can easily. Sorry, if you're Minnesota, you can easily make that argument. If you're Masai Ujiri, you can say, well, let me put Jordan Poole next to Fred. Uh, sorry, next to um, what's his name? What's the guy? Scotty Barnes. Right, like yeah. maybe we can do that. So, like, you can argue that, but with Clay, it's it's what team is going out there and saying, "All right, let's, let's get Clay." Whoever the hell, I know Portland is that the only team? I don't know. Yeah. At, at that price, right? At that price, at that price, like, just it just doesn't really make sense. No, know. it's it's it's, it's a fact. So, I mean, look, man, it's a big off season. It's gonna be exciting to see how this plays out. Uh, I say we'd leave it here, but it's right. just you know good time appreciate everyone subscribing rate five stars always have a great evening guys Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.